0: I'm loving it. Are you really?
1: No. Should I stay or should I go? No. <laughs> go. <laughs>
0: just go. <laughs> <laughs> just go. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Whoa.
1: He's talking
2: and I'm not and I'm just... <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> And then what I'm... From- the episode, right?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> wait,
0: wait, I have something for him. Boom,
1: shot down. Now you just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm
2: just wondering why all these people like kids.
1: The Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. Concentrate <laughs> on the dude. It's all Wow. <laughs> FYI, there's nothing wrong
2: with my All right, Welcome, everybody, to another episode <laughs> of the Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. What? I am your host, Moses Sori, and with me, as always, to my right is... Josh! And I'm in front of me ahead in front of me? Ahead of me. Ahead? <laughs> He's ahead Facing of me. me? Ahead. Facing
0: me. Uh it's actually what's up, guys.
2: All right, and today we're gonna to be talking about Spanish folklores. Dun, dun, dun. At, first, at first we're gonna dedicate a whole episode to just Mexican folklores, but it's just the fucking Yorona over and over again, just with different names. So we decided yeah. to expand it a little more. And we're all we're going from South America well, it's also all of South America, right? Yeah. hmm Uh
1: huh.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Latin America.
2: And then we chose some that are, some that hit a little close to home, so we have some audio that we recorded of our parents describing some of these folk lores. Yeah.
1: And their experience.
2: And their experience. experiences. Uh-huh, and their, and their uh-huh, experiences. Uh-huh. So, I'm going to start off the episode, and I'm going to talk about the Silbone, which is basically the man who whistles, and I'm going to talk about the lore itself. So there was, So, there once was a boy who lived happily with his mother. Father And grandfather in Los Llanos, you know, it's in region in Venezuela.
0: Uh-huh.
2: They lived a simple life, you know, just regular farmers. However, the boy was a spoiled little shit. Right? So he would not eat certain foods and he would cry out until his parents pleased him. So he was a little brat. Right? So then one day, the boy asked his father, We're all, we're, we're all looking at Archie. That's you. We're all looking at hey, That's, that's you. All right, well, hold on. If it is me, fuck, let's see. All right. So. The fa- so, one day, the boy asked his father to hunt deer for him, because that's his favorite food. like, Dad, go hunt some deer. Dad, so I want
1: a fucking deer!
2: Basically. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Spoiled that. So, the father decided, you know what, fuck it, to please my son, I'm going to go out and hunt a deer for him, so he could eat. Uh-huh. Sadly, after hours of searching, he failed to return with anything. So, the kid, starving as fuck seeing that his dad had returned with nothing. He he saw his dad coming in empty-handed. He took his father's hunting knife and killed him with it. So he killed his dad. He didn't bring him his deer. At that moment, the mother and the grandfather rushed inside only to find the boy standing over his father's corpse. As the mother cried out for her husband, the grandfather took it upon himself to punish the boy. Typical grandparent shit. First, he tied the boy to a tree and with a whip, He struck his back repeatedly until he bled. Then he would squeeze lemons onto his back. Uh! (laughs) And finally, he gave him a bag, a sack. And he filled it with his father's remains and cast them away into the plains to carry them on as he he set the dogs after him. So he whipped the kid, put lemons on him, grabbed the bag, put the dad's remains on him, and told him, Start running because I'm going to release the dogs on you. He had dogs with him, so the kid took off. But before the grandfather unleashed the dog, as the boy walked away, his grandfather cursed him. Eso hace a tu padre maldito eres para toda tu vida. So he said, "You don't do this to your father. Forever, you're gonna be cursed for the rest of your life." So, the, so, uh, so the grandfather yelled. He, he yelled this, and then he released the gr- grip, the ropes. He released the grip on his ropes and freed the dogs. As the dogs chased him, the boy whistled. This little kid has balls, right? He whistled in a very distinct manner that I think Achi would appreciate following the traditional musical scale. He whistled in the, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, you know, that scale. That's how he whistled it.
0: I can't even go that high.
2: Or for uh, for <coughs> those musically kind, the C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. Until the dogs finally caught up to him. And so the boy was cursed. Left to wander the plains, bringing death to anyone whom he may happen to come across. Unlike any other legend of this country, El Silbon does not s- pursue specific random victims, which is true. When I was looking into it, most folk, to- folk tales, folklores, these focus on a certain, like, on a certain yeah. type of person, whether they're lonely men or this motherfucker. This a little kidding, choosing. <laughs> he does not care, right? It's me, guys. Hence him being spoiled. <laughs> so he is regarded. Yes. So he's regarded as an omen of death for anyone who wanders the plains at night. He would follow his victims first from afar until gradually catching up to them. At first you will hear him whistling, oh you will hear his whistling coming very close, expecting you to run away. And as you hear the whistling fade in the distance, you will feel relieved as you think this means that you are safe. But in reality, the further the whistle, the closer he is. So, to scare you, he whistles. That's the mind fuck, dude. So, that's what he does. <laughs> so, Aww. and the way he looks, he will have an old farming hat. He'll be very skinny. But what will set him apart is that he will be carrying a large sack, which clicks and clacks as he walks. Click, clack, click, clack. Some say that inside the sack are the bones of his latest victims, while more than likely, they are the bones of his father. Uh-huh. Destined to carry them forever as his burden. That's the legend of the Silbón. And we, and my mom, my grandfather, we're not sure if it's the Silbón, but we have, he's had an encounters with this whistling thing. And this is the audio that I recorded my mom.
3: Hace muchos años, mis hijos, mis perdón, mis hermanos se venían indocumentados y llegaban a mi casa. En una ocasión llegaron y, y nos acomodamos todos en mi cuarto a mi hermano mayor y yo nos quedamos platicando, cuando de repente en la cabecera de donde se estaba durmiendo mi hermano, se escuchó que habían dejado caer algo muy fuerte en el techo, y nos espantamos pero nos quedamos ya callados y nos dormimos, al siguiente día ellos uh, partieron para la ciudad de Airajo pero el día que llegaron a Airajo empezó mucho movimiento muy negativo en el rancho donde ellos llegaron Les tocaban las puertas, les golpeaban las paredes en la noche, les golpeaban los aleros, los trastes. Ellos fueron a una iglesia, hicieron oración, regaron agua bendita y no pudo entrar ya más lo que ellos, el ruido que les hacían. Pero se rodeaba por las noches y les chiflaba por las ventanas. Era un bulto y siempre era a la medianoche cuando yo iba a llegar, les empezaba a chiflar para que supieran que ya había llegado.
2: So basically, for those of you that do not speak Spanish, basically, what I was talking about, she has two older brothers, and when they were in Mexico, something, something happened. They heard something on their roof, and they decided, "Fuck it," they ignored it, whatever. They came to Idaho, which is where they worked. They worked in a farm in Idaho. My grandfather, when they sh- went, when they showed up to Idaho, their little house, the thing that they heard well, that was uh, the thing that they heard in Mexico followed them all the way to Idaho. And, while, and when they got there, they were, this thing, while they were asleep, it would fuck with the cabinets, it would fuck with all of the shit in the house, whatever. So my grand, and uh, it would whistle at them. So my grand, my uncle and my grandpa and my grandfather, they went to church, they prayed, they came back, typical Mexican, threw holy water all around the house, and the thing was not able to enter. But for the longest, after that, around sh- the stroke of midnight, it would start banging on the outside of the house, and it would continue whistling whistling as to show them that he's there and eventually he just disappeared but uh i'm assuming like when i told me this i'm like oh shit this is like the the because it's the i haven't heard that many other things that whistle yeah so i'm not sure because i never got to look at it because if you've never been to idaho or for those who live in the middle of america when there's no light it gets pretty fucking dark if you're just using the fucking moonlight mm-hmm. as your light which is what they were which is what they were using, just oh. the moonlight. So at night, and the and it was one of those houses where the restroom was like 10 feet away from the house. So you had to walk out of the house to go use the restroom. Mm. It was one of those no. like those kind of, because it's cause like an old farm. Well, I guess I'm shooting myself tonight. I was going
0: to say, what if you hear all those noises? You're like, I can't take
2: a shit. <laughs>
0: just shit yourself there. Oh. So now, question for that. So this thing came, it started in, in Mexico? Started in Mexico. How- and it uh, followed and it all the way to. all the way to Ohio. Mm. Fuck. Does
2: anyone still live in, in Idaho? You know what I mean. I mean, yeah, in Idaho. Yeah, they still they still work there. Really? Yeah, they still work and, there, but they don't hear any of this stuff anymore. I haven't. I didn't ask my mom about it. like uh, if it's a recurring thing. <laughs> but my mom told me that it just it, it was just for a while. I don't know if it like completely disappeared. Yeah. Or whatever. And I didn't. I completely forgot to ask her what if she knew what the whistle was. If it was a do re mi fa or it was just a. <laughs> You know, one of those weird dad Mexicans, whistles, <laughs> one of those dad so whistles. Now,
0: so now did she say it was El Silbón? Well, they never got know. to look at it. Because
2: oh. remember, yeah. they were indoors where the thing would whistle. But did they know about
0: the, the story about this, this thing, the Silbón?
2: My mom talked about it, but they didn't call it the Silbón. Oh, they okay. called it something else. Okay, I, I, I just never, never recorded it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that
2: is the Silbón, the Venezuelan whistler. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was fucking Chewy the entire time The undead Shh. Cat caller oh, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm here <laughs> What if he didn't actually
1: Grab my back whistle?
0: It was just like Air Airy sounding stuff That he was saying But,
2: but man Hey but like the whole Whistling thing If you hear it close up That means he's further away That's a huge That's Mind ridiculous. fuck That's fucked oh. up. You're like alright I'm good I'm like, oh shit! Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or 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 what if you had just completely given up and you're like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna die," and you just don't do anything and he just never comes? Do you think that would be a relief for you, or is one of those where you're like, "I prepared myself for death and it never happened"? I'm kind of.
0: I feel like I'll be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> just like, "Fuck <laughs> it, it happens, it happens." Like, Fuck. uh, I'm fucking with another being here. I, I don't know anything. Fuck it, I'm dead. Oh. <laughs> well, to, to move on from that, uh, we're not going to talk about uh, the famous Dominican Republic folklore, which is called La Cigüepa. La Cigüepa. Yeah, I tried finding a freaking direct translation for this. I can not write it. Sure. Cigüepa? Así se llama. ¿Está guapa? Está buena, ¿Está buena? I mean... Está riquísimo. If you, yeah. if you live to tell the tale, let us know. True. But anyways, La Cigüepa is basically the Dominican Republic's version of a succubus. So stories and myths of the succubus date back way, uh, way back to the 14th century, which probably is where this urban legend came from. But for our listeners, our listeners out there who don't know what a succubus is, uh, there are usually demons that take human forms, usually women, that use their bodies to seduce a prey. Personally, I have never heard of La Cihuepa, which is obviously one of the main reasons why I chose this urban legend in the first place, but also because it reminds me, Sort of like a, as like the girl from the ring. When I mean, what? what, what? Now before you start. Now before you start <laughs> thinking that this chick comes out of the well after seven days and shit. I want to read a short story written by this person by the name of Robin Rivera. Shout, re- out to, shout out to Robin. Robin. Shout out to Robin. And I feel like this story really does set the mood for the legend. So here it goes. <gasps> Deeper into the wilds of the man's presses on. The softer shows the dainty prints of a barefooted child. One that's frightened and alone, judging by the wells of pain and fear filling the man's ears. He tries to follow the footsteps, but the cries grow softer. He gives up looking at the ground and follows his ears. Moonlight and the dense foliage of the Dominican Republic mountains make his search difficult but his determination never wavers. He has already strayed far from his companions, but the tale of his bravery and his daring rescue of a lost innocent will be the perfect souvenir of his vacation. He reaches an opening in the underworld. The mouth of a cave is before him. Here, the footprints circle back and around in a confusing jumble, each print crisscrossing the next. He spins within the clearing looking for the child who from the nearest of the sound must be within his grasp. A tiny woman kneels in the brush beside the cave opening. Her face is turned away but he can see she is the crying child. Long glossy hair flows down her spine as she slowly rises. Now the man can see she is naked. And only her hair keeps her bluish skin concealed. Blue skin? He shakes his head. A trick of the moonlight, he tells himself. Exhaustion from the long hike up the mountain are causing his eyes to play tricks on him. She turned away from his view. She inches closer to him. She is speaking in a range of inhuman chirps and squeals he can't understand. (laughs) He tries to soothe her with his words and he removes his jacket, an offering to the woman who is clearly too modest to turn around and reveal herself to him. That's when he sees her feet, her small, childlike feet. They're pointing backwards, heading towards him. He sweeps his eyes upward again, taking in the back of her knees and the curve of her buttocks. Shocked and horrified at her disfigurement, he screams, but it is too late. La Siwepa turns her face to him, and he is transfixed by her unearthly beauty. Once he glances into her black, soulless eyes, he is enchanted. When she kisses him, she will steal his life force. Or she will eat him. Either way, he's a dead man. So that's the, the so that's
2: the Chihuahua thing. Her, yeah, the she her feet are facing the opposite way, right? question to you talk to me when she runs does she run backwards and i mean backwards with their feet chasing the victim and her body facing the opposite way or is her face facing the victim and her feet are running back running back and if and what is running back and what is running forward for her is when she's looking toward you with her feet running back is that running Forward? Who's to you
0: know? She's not doing a freaking backward bridge. She's just like doing that fucking. <laughs> oh shit.
2: wow, that's true. What if she does that backward ring shit? I mean, that would be even creepier, and
0: that will actually make sense with her feet.
3: Fi-
2: no, yeah. not really. No, it's still, it's still ridiculous.
0: Either way, it's ridiculous. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, like this, it's fucking random as shit. Cause this, that's the only disfigurement out, out of this person. There, I've seen lots of like, I guess, drawings or whatever, of deviant what, arts. Yeah, of what they think this this thing looks like. And there's been portrayals of, like, this beautiful girl or whatever, naked, long hair, but just with her feet backwards. And there's others when she looks, like, freaking demonic and yeah, shit yeah. and stuff like that. So, no one, I mean, obviously, fucking, if you see her, you're, you're dead as shit. Because you, you'd you be stunned by her, quote-unquote, beauty. Dead right ass. Dead ass. That I like ass.
2: how in the story the dude... W- was looking at her ass, knees, ass, knees, then ass, and then knees again. He was just like, uh, uh, <laughs> you, uh. Keep in uh, uh, mind, he's been saying like, <laughs> child like this, child like that. I'm just like, my boy. <laughs> that's true. That's a little, that was a little
0: pedophilic. Dark as hell. But so this is La Siwapa. I mean, the oranges, the oranges of this legendary. The means, oranges? The oranges. Cheese. Still, still thinking. Pass about me an orange, bruh. Still thinking about the buns, bruh. Some okay, say yeah. La Siwapa. Is a fairly old and it's based on myths of the Taino the people. I'm guessing they're like Native Americans of, of that region. I would say it's more recent myth and it came over during the Spanish colonization with African slaves. It's not a very well known myth outside of Latin America and has few variants and almost no English versions. There is one Colombia version that uh, she's one legged and they call her La Patasola. That makes sense. Patasola—that yeah. means
2: in English it translates to the long leg.
0: Yeah, and uh, the dark flowing hair and her backward-facing feet are constant characteristics, as well know, as her po- nocturnal La pata chueca index. way. La chueca la pata. pata I mean, there's there's different variations to this, just like how many of the, the stuff that we're yeah it just goes from region to region. Yeah, but like what, the only thing that is consistent with this this uh, person or the the the, the, the is the feet, <clears> the backwards feet. But yeah It's crazy man So we're gonna call her IHOP <laughs> <laughs> Hey IHOP o- Only see if That's the Pata solo version uh, Yeah That's it That's it That's it for me Would you tap that bro Would you tap that yeah. Is it is it worth your life bro I don't know bro I'm not even sure You'll be able to tap it you just be looking I don't know, it'll be like, it'll be like a strip club, looking, no touching. Fuck. But instead of paying with money and dollar bills, you're paying with your life. <laughs> I'd rather <to> do that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Take my soul but not my money.
0: <laughs> so you done? I need my money too much. Are, yeah. you done? Are, you done? Yeah. Are you
1: done? Are you done? Are you done? Are yeah. you done? Tell your story stupid Why won't dude? Right, ladies and gentlemen this next folktale no. is known oh, as El Familiar also known or translated to the Familiar and this is from the 19th century. Also oh, it's a recent Yeah, yep, 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 it's it's uh, it's recent. And this uh this folklore a terrifying superstition known across northern Argentina. This legend originated in the sugar plantations in the city of Salta and Tucumán. Okay, and they all started when a man, the owner of this sugarcane plantation made a pact with the devil himself in this exchange in this pact uh he said that he wanted protection and good luck for his sugar plantation and in exchange for yearly human sacrifice okay but here's the thing the familiar it's not the devil it's described as a black headless dog that is known as the messenger of
2: this devil and uh that's even even scarier than the fucking devil it's
1: a headless dog fuck that yep Uh. and it's said and it is said that if it collects more than one soul the more luck that owner of that uh sugar cane plantation will have for that year so
2: it's encouraged
1: yeah no but here's the fucked up part it's like you make a pat and nothing fucks with you it's just like hey you can fuck around with my fucking workers and then you're good so it says that the plant owners, uh-huh. all right. If you see anyone that's rich, based off of these sugar, plain, uh, uh, sugar cane plantations, to these be yeah, these are the people that made the pact. And each year, it's like this fucking horrible accident. So what happened to certain people uh-huh. in that year. And they said that that is the payment uh, for the, the payment for that fucking pact. And people that knew about this pact, like the only protection they have is this fucking uh, uh, blessed cross. You know, or, or, or Rosemary. Uh-huh. And um, they said that if you do come across this dog, okay, you, you got to fight it. And if you don't have this Rosemary or this fucking cross, you will lose that fight. But if you do have it, there's a chance you're going to get fucked up, scratches, torn, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you will survive. But At if you, you don't get have bit. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't have it, then you are totally screwed. Like, it's going to kill you. And it's going oh, it to Like,
0: tackle you? That's no mouth. That's yeah. a head That's true But I don't know
2: It's <laughs> just gonna head with you With a stump of a neck Just concuss you on the floor It just keeps Fucking smashing your head To the cement Wait how big is this dog Cause I'm not trying to fight No <laughs> I'm trying to find No fucking Yeah they didn't describe the dog No fucking pit bull The size of a goddamn Grizzly bear
1: But there's a Other variation Instead sort of this black Fucking headless dog It's a oh. fucking snake And they'll call it Is it headless vivaron Or vivaron, I think Yeah Viura? No. It's Vivo Ron. Vivo Ron. Vivo and and Ron.
2: Is this one headless too, or is this just a no, regular snake? No, just a big ass fucking snake. Say, <laughs> so rather the fuck with the dog?
0: Where the fuck with the dog? You're going to get bit. Just get your
1: body trampled. on. Yeah. So, uh, due to this fucking folklore or whatever legend, this uh, well, scared people deeply. uh uh-huh. So, that strengthened the religious fucking belief over there in Harkin.
0: Uh, Argentina, Argentina. Oh,
1: yeah, so that's why a lot of people are.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, a lot that's of the stories reason. are like, "Don't be doing bad shit, because bad shit will be happening to you." And it's not just like some random person fucking you up; it's fucking Yeah we And does it tell you how to how to make that deal? <laughs> nah, I'm just I'm, I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> for a friend. Curiosity <laughs> killed the cat, <laughs> son.
2: Look, I'll do the pact. Every year, we'll have a f- a, f- a new fourth member to the podcast.
0: You know what? What's <laughs> you <know>, <laughs> that motherfucker? You know, oh, oh, you know you will get Nick, sir. So, I wish uh, we're, we're resetting the podcast. Uh We're uh, we'd like to introduce a new uh member to the.
2: We like to we uh, we like to introduce our sixth our sixteenth newest member. <laughs> God damn!
1: Sixteenth, my lord. That's sixteen years, bro. I <laughs> <laughs> think we're
0: gonna be oh, it's, it's yearly, huh? It's, it's yearly. yearly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, fucked yourself over, so.
1: But but if there's more victims within the year, it means you're gonna get more luck. So
0: Oh nice. Yeah.
1: But yeah, dude, that's crazy. It's kind of fucked I, up
0: though. Yeah. I'm, more than anything, I'm really curious just how the fuck does this dog kill you? I mean I wanna I I wanna <laughs> see this fight. I right? wanna see I wanna see this fight. Pay per view, please. Yeah, true. I wanna see what the fuck
2: is gonna do to you. How can it see can you just like juke it? Like you know, just like <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you bust up a fucking John Cena. Can't hey, if it's much. not gonna bite you, I'm assuming it has some super fucking human Hulk strength and shit. But for the sake of an argument, because you just get a rope, just tie its legs together, because you it's not gonna bite right you. That's true. You didn't just I don't know, man. Just do it. Throw it, just throw it in the river. Just put in a sack. Throw it in the river. <laughs> Why you guys gotta fuck around with that goddamn Hulk, <laughs> man? All right, so my next fucking oh. folklore. This is a little more familiar. This is about the lechusa. And first, I want to talk about the characteristics of this lechusa. What All does right. that translate to? The lechusa. It's it's just a mid um like the owl, the owl lady, basically. Just the oh, owl lady. Okay. Okay, okay, yeah. Just the owl lady. I just yeah. yeah, I ran across
1: that when I was looking towards the yeah. yeah the,
2: lechu- me the Lechuga. The fucking lettuce. (laughs) All right, so a little bit about its characteristics before we go into the lore. So, depending on which telling you hear, this massive bird can range in stature from the size of a small human to seven feet tall, and can have a wingspan of fifteen feet. It is sometimes it is sometimes described as black in color, and sometimes as white as snow. In most cases, it has been said to resemble an owl. And in other cases, it is more like a huge raven. Some accounts say that the lechuza's face is that of an old woman or of something more otherworldly with large, dark, you know, almond shaped eyes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: In all the cases, the lechuza flies and is seen only at night. It has been reported only in the, Mex- only in the Mexican states of Chihuahua, Durango, Nueva León, and on the, and in the American side of the Rio Grande in Texas. So now, the legends itself. So no matter the different variations of the legend, most are a variety of lechuza, that the creature was once a woman who was wronged and is seeking revenge. Some say that the lechuza is a woman by day, and turns into a huge owl by night. Some say that the, lechu- that the lechuza snatches kids, because her own child was killed by angry villagers for a crime he did not commit. In a variation of this, the child was killed by a drunk, and so now the Latrusa exacts revenge exacts revenge by hanging around bars, waiting until drunks to come out before snatching them up from up above. And in some other legends, Latrusa is not a shape-shifting person at all, but a witch's pet. Much like, you know, like the black cat. Mm. And it does the bidding of the witch, attacking people and destroying property on her command. Other stories say that the bird is a minion of Satan himself. Not only is the lechusa said to take humans as prey, it also preys upon the negative emotions of humans, kind of like a psychic vampire, drawing power from human conflict and distress. The lechusa has been known to appear outside of houses during the domestic quarrels, waiting for one of the people involved to storm out of the house that to be snatched up and carried to her lair. The lechusa has a special fondness for children, especially for those who wander away from home after dark. If you feel secure in your home, the creature will make crying sounds like a baby to lure you out of your house. It has also been known to make a whistling sound like a human whistling. (laughs) (laughs) If you answer it back with a whistle of your own, the lechusa will swoop down and carry you away. So remember, if you hear a whistle, don't whistle back. And if you wake up in the morning and see large scratches on your doors or windowsills it means that the Latoussa was there and is coming for you. So you must prepare yourself accordingly for battle. So right now you're asking yourself, how the fuck do you prepare yourself to fight against a fucking Latoussa? BB gun. Well, I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you, my little baby birds. <laughs> So, wow. cor- so according to so according to legend, the lechuza possesses supernatural powers and care must be taken to kill it or to ward it off. If you shoot at it and it doesn't die, you die instead. What? So if you're gonna, so if you you better, you better got have good You, you better have good aim or shoot from really close up.
0: Hey Josh, you're gonna be in my house. You got Halo skills, bro.
2: That's the virtual world, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> the fuck? If any part of the lechuza, if any part of the lechuza touches you even a feather from its wingtip, you will die. <gasps> wait, wait, wait. How would I die? Like, would I just fucking... Bam!
0: Explode! You just die.
1: You turn I, into a Lichuza. You just die. just
0: die. I just die. You grow feathers and you turn into a <laughs> you, <laughs> you become the Lichuza. Like, uh, <laughs> and the choose like, fuck... Yeah. If you <laughs> dream
2: about the creature...
0: You're kidding me!
2: You're safe. Oh. But that means someone in your family will die. Fuck! <laughs> For <laughs> <laughs> <What>, real? <laughs> Why? Well, hey, it's not me. In many stories... The Lechusa has been killed, but when the sun sun comes up, the body of the bird transforms back into the body of a haggard witch. There are several things that one can do to ward off an attack by the creature. Number one, hanging a rope with seven knots in it outside your front door or on your porch. This shows the creature that you acknowledge it and respect it and it will leave you alone. I don't know what I don't know what the fuck that signifies. Seven knots? Seven knots. Put it on your front door or on your porch and the, the chat's gonna be flying by and be like, all right, he could respect. Respect. motherfuckers. Motherfucker's is looking for respect, bro? Well he's is out member. It's a revenge killer. It's like a revenge killer. So maybe.
1: Shit. Like, That's a gangster, dude. Number two.
2: This one seems like the most thing. This one seems the they no, the one we'd probably uh, resort to. Uh-huh. If you see the creature flying at you and attack can be repelled with a combination of salt and chili powder thrown into the La Chusa's face. Oh, so just I get some Lucas it. and just boom. <laughs> Come at really? me, bro. Throw it, all right? But if salt and the chili powder are not handy, you can always recite the Magnificat, or in Spanish, La Magnifica. It's a Catholic prayer taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, where the Virgin Mary is praising the power of God. And it goes something like this.
5: (laughs) My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, because he hath regarded the humility of his slave, For behold from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed because he that is mighty hath done great things to me and holy is his name and his mercy is from generation unto generations to them that fear him he hath showed might in his arm he hath scattered the proud in the conceit of their heart he hath put down the mighty from their seat and hath exalted the humble he hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich he hath sent empty away he hath received Israel, his servant, being mindful of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. Glory be the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forever and ever. Amen.
2: And then, bam, it's dead. So that's the prayer. All right. So first, I want to shout what out to my girlfriend, said- Melissa, for recording that for us. Thank you. Shut up. So, right. hold up. That's not it, right? That's the first part. You're supposed to say this prayer. There's how are you not dead by now? All right? It is also called the Canonical of Mary, and it celebrates the visitation, you know, the second joyful mystery of the Holy Rosary. Here's, here's the kicker. The prayer must be recited in the normal manner and backwards. Yeah, I'm dead, dude. So I don't know how I'm dead. much time, I'm dead. how much one has for you to recite this shit forward and backwards. I don't know what the... I don't know if the fucking, the truth is just gonna stop when you start oh, saying it. Oh shit! If not, you better hope you better, you've caught that shit with some binoculars <laughs> like half a mile, half a mile up the street. Who well,
0: was looking at you just like, I right, motherfucker, go on. He's just waiting for you just, <laughs> like, if you Wait, fuck
2: up one word, you're out, son.
1: You're <laughs> looks out. Like your
0: pronunciation
1: counts, stupid. True. <laughs> That's her rebuttal. <laughs> Wait, does
2: that kill her or is that just to like, fuck off, bruh. No, it's just to repel her, so she just fucks off.
0: Yeah, what you I, don't do if
2: she, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this the the thing actually works, like it burns her, or she's just like, "Oh, this mother, oh, this shit again, fuck this," and just run, It's fucking worth it, and she just, just gets bored. Of Takes so. off. All right, so that's how you repel it. And here are some of ca- here are some encounters of the lechusa. All right, so one recent uh. story near the town of El Tigre in Chihuahua, a man was driving on a dirt road outside of town when the creature began swooping down on his truck at one point, hit the truck's windshield and bounced on the road in front of the vehicle. The driver gunned the engine and ran over the latrusa, backed up over it and ran it over again, over and over and over until he was satisfied that he killed the creature. Unfortunately, from the rearview mirror of the truck, the man saw the letrusa rise again and the guy instantly had a heart attack and died. He died at the wheel. This was according to the passenger that was in the truck. So the dude just, he ran it over, over, and over, and over, and over, and over, and over, and over again, and he's like, all right, cool, I got it, they're driving off. I'm pretty sure he was going back and forth and this passenger was like, Yahweh!
5: B- ya
2: And the foot took off and he stopped and the just got up and he had a heart attack. This re- this actually reminds me of the Mothman. Remember, the, the same, did, did same, thing, same thing happened with the Mothman a few episodes back. The Mothman was attacking this, this lady, except they didn't run it over. Yeah. The Mothman laid in front it dropped down in front of them after it was attacking them, and they're like, "Fuck this," And they backed up and took off. Yeah. This dude's like, "Fuck you!" and <laughs> ran it over. So in another story, the Latusa was hanging around a small town near Nuevo Laredo, sometime you know, in the 1950s. The town's folk gathered, to- gathered together to come up with a plan to kill it. One person lured it out of the trees using his young child as bait. When the little swooped down to take the child, several men shot at the bird, but only hit it in the claw before it flew off. The next morning, members of the town went to the house of the supposed witch, and she answered the door with a crutch and a bandaged leg. The story ends there, and we don't know what happened. Ooh. She got burned at the stakes. But My question is, remember how if you shoot at it and you miss, you die? Yep, but they didn't miss, dude. They all shot at it and only one clipped the wing. Does, does, does everyone just fall and die? Unless his rebuttal was like, you know, beer pong,
0: last shot, rebound. You get it?
2: Or unless it all, oh, the attack counts as one shot. Uh, you know, work. I don't know the specific Teamwork. All right? And then, and then there's one actually, a Lechuza sighting in the United States. So in the town of Santa Rosa, Texas, near the border with Mexico, there was a mass siding of Lechuza in 1977. The bird was spotted on a tree and then flew to the front door of a woman, scratching the door as if it wanted to get in. But then the neighborhood dogs arrived, the barking, and the trusa flew away. The dogs ran after the bird as far as they could, but gave up when the Nutrisa flew too high. The next morning, all of the neighborhood dogs were dead. All the neighborhood dogs were dead. What? Several people it's saw good. the massive bird, and all were mystified by the nighttime death. Of the dogs, you know the lechuza. It might, it might turn out to be you know, you know, like we're talking about the stuff, of legend, or my, or this mysterious animal that hasn't been discovered, and there's some, some, and there's little rumors, things that it could have been, that it could have a more otherworldly, you know, like origin. Uh-huh. Many people connect, because remember, many people connected with the alien abduction phenomenon have reporting the sighting of what. When they see aliens, what is the first thing they claim to see outside the windows looking at them?
1: Oh, uh, an owl. The owls. Owl.
2: Before and during their supposed abduction experiences. Uh Uh-huh. Right? So many alleged abductees or experiencers claim that the owl is used as a screen memory to take the place of the aliens themselves. So as to cause a human less trauma in dealing with the abduction experience. Right? so owls are often associated with the arrival of the greys, you know, the short, little menacing, spindly, hairless creatures with the big black eyes who carry off humans for experimentation. The topic of screen memories and the alien use of owls is is discussed at length in a nearly 400-page book by Mike Cleland titled The Messengers Owl Synchronicity and the UFO Adepti. So there's rumors saying that this could just be like an alien creature that just, just kicks in Mexico. Just because the whole owl thing is prevalent with these abductees. What's the name of the movie? This is the fourth kind. The huh? I still haven't seen that the movie. Fourth
0: kind. The fifth kind,
2: and that is the lechuza.
1: La lechuga. La pinche lechuga. Is this is the lechuga lechuga.
0: My bad. Carry on. Okay. All right. So I mean I don't know about you guys, but there there there's been a, a few folk tales that. Came around my family. And one of the, the more famous ones was this thing called La Mano Peluda. Which is? No, it's English. not. It, it's, translated uh, translated uh, it, it is the hairy hand, And no, <laughs> it's, it, has, it doesn't have to do with the whole urban legend of. If you masturbate decade, too much, yeah, you'll, you'll grow get, hair. You'll grow hairy palm. No, it's All not right, that.
2: Like, I'm not going to lie. When you mentioned this is the one you wanted to do, I thought you were fucking with me. And I thought that's what you meant. <laughs> you wanted to do the whole masturbating thing. It's going to
0: explain everything.
2: So this is actually an urban legend, right? This, this is an, an urban legend. So it's the hairy hand? The hairy hand. The hairy hand. Not
0: hands. Hand. Just so a hand. Just one. Singular. 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 All right. Uno. Uno. Okay. Uno. So as I mentioned, this is directly translated as the hairy hand. And this is an old folktale that my grandparents used to scare me whenever I acted act like a troll maker when I was in Mexico. The mano peluda is basically just that, a hairy, ghoulish hand that lurks in the darkness of closets and or slash or under the beds of disobedient children to be dragged and choked to their deaths. Not to interrupt you. I mean, I'm I mean, going to interrupt you, but. Like just did? This,
2: this is, the, Adam, this is basically the Adam's family thing, right? Basically. Where's just the hand from the
0: wrist up? That's what it looks like. Well, well, doesn't the Adam's well. family hand have a glove? Or no, it's naked it's like, huh? You know, Nah, I don't watch I don't It's watch bare, dude. It's because it's black and white. I thought it was a glove. All right, go it's
2: on. White. So basically, that's the image I'm using, right? It's yeah. just from wrist up, a hand. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A hairy hand. All right.
0: Yep. And uh, I, I, I mean, as I mentioned before, there's a few pictures out there, and we'll, we'll link them up. We'll, we, we do our Instagram posts and Twitter posts and whatnot. But I mean, swear, man, whenever I got out there in Mexico and I was behaving like a travieso or doing up to no good, like, right,
2: new true, true. <laughs> my,
0: my grandparents or uh, other family members Would be like Vas a ver cabrón Te vas a salir la mano peluda And you best believe that uh, Kept me straight for the rest of the night <laughs> Cause uh, I didn't fuck with a mano peluda Fuck that I did try to die or get choked to death But anyways I had no idea that this thing Even e- what, what it even looked like Other than the idea of a demonic di- The demonic looking hand Crawling out of the dark Uh and always, but you know what? It always just scared the shit out of me. It's like the Gugui. Like, you know
2: what would be even scarier? If the hand looked like the hand from uh, Scary Movie, the My Dreams hand. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: it's a small but hairy. My <laughs> I mean, what is a little tiny hand going to do too? you?
2: Just, I don't know. It's, I'm pretty sure more than the fucking headless dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, sorry, dude. You chose it, okay? All right, anyways. When I was researching more about the Mano Peluda, I found a pretty interesting background story (laughs) on how this legend came to be. There have been many versions of the legend, just like how the hand belonged to an Indian that was massacred from the Spanish Inquisition and how its ghost preys on those who are of Spanish descent. However, there was one that I found that was pretty quite detailed, and I think this gives the best background story for the mano peluda folktale and the story goes like this the legend of la mano peluda takes place years ago in 1908 in the city of puebla mexico this is during the time of the great social and economical injustices against the poor people of mexico the president at the time was none other than military general and political figure porfirio diaz under his 27 year long regime And, yes, it was 27 years long because these fuckers just can't get enough of it. President Diaz did everything to make sure that his aristocratic friends kept getting richer and the poor only became poorer. Besides President Diaz, there was yet another rich bastard that that was hated by the people so much as to hope for nothing more than the death of this man. And his name was Mr. Villa, also known as Orta. What's your last name again? Via Nueva. I'm the new mm. Via, son. I'm the newly modified. That explains all the fucking hair.
2: So on stupid. I still fucking
0: <laughs> But you'll, you'll see why, why I'm not the man of Peluda you'll see right now. Yeah, sure, okay. So, Horda was a bitter old man I'm who to was. to stupid. <laughs> who was materialistic, selfish, and extremely greedy. He would be seen walking through the streets. With a pompous attitude and his fingers covered with rings engraved with precious stone. Wear them freaking rings, though. (laughs) That's right, stupid. You took them off because you went to school to teach. Shut up. Oftentimes, the poor would sometimes beg and beg Horta to be given some spare change. And yet he relieved no mercy. People hated this guy so much that there was a curse that was common by these folks. And they would just shout out, Que Dios te seque la mano. Which directly translates to, May God dry your hands.
2: Like, I'll, dry it for, I'll dry it myself, peasants. <laughs> and <laughs> just fucking wipe it on his fucking With rings satin and robes
0: and shit. Like, suck a dick, stupids. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So then one day, death actually came to his doorstep. And as promised, his hands were removed from his body. Years later... Rumors began that La Mano Peluda actually belonged to Horta himself. The belief that the Mano Peluda belonged to him first sprung up after an interview with a grave digger who believed to have seen a hairy hand covered with the st- precious stones crawling up uh, the walls of the San Francisco Cemetery. Not over here, over there. In oh, okay. Mexico. This legend is also referred to as La Mano chona, the black hand, or simply as the hand of the devil. Nice. I like that last one. La mano del diablo. Te saca una mano peluda. So, anyways, um <laughs> <laughs> what what really scared the shit out of me was this one story that uh my gram- grandma actually told me when I was over there when I was acting like a pinche travieso. Um uh, so uh, her daughter, my tía, decided to actually uh, help me out here and get a recording of what actually happened with the, ca- the encounter of La Mano yo, Peluda.
4: Este, uh, Ellas siempre lo no esperaba Lo esperaba hasta que llegaban. Y la ventana, pues siempre la abría, pero como tenía la ventana, tenía reja, ¿verdad? No, no se podían meter y la dejaba abierta. Y a un lado de la ventana estaba la llave, para cuando llegara tu abuelo, la agarraba. Y en en una de esas dice que vio que se metió una mano que que le hizo así, a querer agarrar algo así. Metía la mano. Entonces tu abuelita la vio y que le dijo, Andrés, Andrés, ya llegaste. Y la sacaron, en friega. Y ya dice que tu abuelita se asomó a ver y no vio a nadie, a nadie. Entonces ya al rato sí, era tu abuelito que llegó y ya agarró la llave yo? y dije, no. ¿Hace rato eh, viniste? Dice, no, dice apenas mi... no, ahorita ven. Ah, pues yo vi a alguien que metió mm. la mano así, a mano una mano así que quería agarrar algo. Ah. No, dice, yo apenas hasta ahorita llegué. <risa> yo no era. <risa> Pero no sé si estaba peluda o no. <risa>
0: ¿Era peluda o estaba la pelona? Mano,
4: eh, <risa> De
0: la Brasil, no, no vino mi abuelita.
4: Que, que se de Al poco rato eh, llegó no, 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 no. él ajá, y ya él ya sabía que sí, estaba sí, la, la llave, ya. entonces ya tu abuelita le dijo, hace rato ¿Mm? tú eras, viniste, no, dice, porque alguien metió una mano, vi una mano que querían agarrar algo, que sí, yo pensé que habías venido ya, no, dice, yo hasta ahorita vengo.
0: So, uh, please excuse all the, the extra noise that was happening in there. We're actually, uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a Sunday morning. We we're having breakfast. We we're eating some menudo. Oh, uh, nice. Wait, did you say Sunday or Saturday morning? No, Sunday. All
2: right, I was going to say, who the fuck is menudo on
0: Saturday? No one, son. No one. Don't judge me. Oh, leftover menudo, maybe? How fucking,
2: who, who eats menudo on Friday <laughs> <laughs> for you to get leftovers on Saturday? <laughs> what, what do
0: you mean? I have a bunch. Of, we, we, we got a lady. She's she fucking gives us tubs of menudo. Nice. Over in Compton. Ball. Shout out to you guys. But anyways, uh, so just to retell the, the story for those who, who, who don't understand Spanish, pretty much it was uh, a very late night. At the time, my grandpa loved going to bars and just getting drunk as shit um after working or whatever and so my uh my grandma at the time the i guess i don't know if it was a room i I get confused with the story if there was a room or it was in the garage because they were sleeping in the garage area Mm -hmm. but i guess it was a room before Mm -hmm. and so that room had a, a tiny hole from like some accident that happened in the window and so through that hole. um my grandparents or anyone was able to just put their hand inside and then open it with the key that was already in in the lock Um, and so one night when my my grandpa was out drinking my grandma heard a sound of like someone trying to put their hand through the the window or whatever and so she shouted out oh andres is that you because that was the name of my grandpa and like, out of nowhere, the freaking hand just disappears and just goes back out. And so she freaking, she's like, Well, what the hell? It's like, would it be my husband just trying to grab in? And I guess he got, got poked or something by the broken glass. And she looks out and she sees nothing at all. Like, nada, like, and, and it's a long street where they live. So you're, you're able to see, like, straight down the road to the left, straight down to the, the road to the right. There's even, like, a small, like, very tiny road straight ahead. So you're able to see through all directions from where they're at, but she said she didn't see anything. And by the time someone was able to like hide anywhere, like you got to be like basically at the opposite end of the street because there was nowhere for them to actually like scurry through and hide through. It was just an open road, and so right when when my my when she said that Andres, it was you and the hand went out, my, my grandma started screaming. She's like. Andres, Andres, ayúdame, Andres, Andres. I don't think my, my tía mentioned that in the recording. And then that's when you hear my, my grandpa singing all drunk. <gasps> He's walking down the freaking the street <laughs> towards, towards yeah. the house. And then she like opens the door and then, like she recognizes her, his voice. It's like, Andres, were you trying to open the door right now? And it's like, Yeah, apenas, apenas vine. And she's like, I just got here like what do you think hey, was it wasn't me no who was here what are you talking about it's like no I heard it I heard I, I saw a hand clearly go in trying to open the door it's like nah you are just saying things this is in your head it's like yeah. I'm the drunk one <laughs> yeah that's that's what happened and my grandma would always tell us that story and I'd be like grandma tell us a story about the mom peluda he's like otra vez no te asustas. Yeah, no, but I want to hear it again. I, I don't know the story was. I, I always love hearing all this stuff because I, I actually left the, the 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 recorder on for the entire time we were eating, and like my my dad, my mom, my tia, my cousin, they all had all these extra stories. So we're actually going to leave that one to the end of like. Not, these are all stuff of of other folklore, I guess. None of them really pertain to the ones that we talked about today. But you guys want to check that out. The only thing is, it, it is all in Spanish. It It is all in Spanish, so you might want to have someone to uh, translate <laughs> for you guys.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> we ain't doing that. <laughs>
0: hey, it's a lot of stuff. It really is.
2: And then um, when I was looking up for the Lechusa, my mom and my dad had Lachusa stories, but not that they ever seen the Lachusa. Like, where my dad's farm was, it was disconnected from the city of Romita. It was probably what? Half a mile away, that was just right, uh, maybe about a mile, right? Yeah, about yeah, give yeah. or take about a mile, right? Sorry. But from the so it's a mile disconnected, mm-hmm. but about I want to say a quarter of that mile was the, the farm itself, and a quarter of a mile going out to the city, it was just barren, it was just dirt, and there's no fucking lights, and there's a bunch of trees that swoop in that little dirt road. So everything's always dark. Once you pass that quarter mile, you go into the city. And then it's like the three-fourths, you're walking through the town. But for like, I want to say a quarter of a mile, it's just a dirt road with trees swooping down on themselves, kind of giving it like this cave, you know, just caving into each other yeah. from both sides. And they would tell us that they would hear the lechuza, that they had stories of the lechuza, that it would just be hiding there waiting for people to come in and just walk by and them just to swoop them up. But th- they just said it was just stories that they've heard. You know, it's one of those things that they pass down. Like, hey, don't go all that night because if you walk throughout that, you know, later that night, this fucking truth is gonna come and grab you. Yeah, yeah. And then in that same dirt road, my dad says that him and his they fucking fought hellhounds hounds and shit. Like, like, what the fuck? The, where the fuck is this road at? Right. That they would like because my they, they would they, so they'd wake up at fucking three in the morning, walk a mile to the farm, work for like two three hours when they were little, and then. By like six, seven, they'd get ready and go to school. After school, they'd come back and work on the prom. Now, you know, tend to the animals, clean up, do all that shit. Mm-hmm. So they'd do all that. They'd take turns. And then at night, you'd have to walk it back. So they'd walk it back. And but, then and during those walk backs, that's when they would tell stories about these fucking big-ass hounds. But they would tell me there was just like red-ass eyes. Of the fucking They were riding on tractors, and they would like jump at them and shit. And they're just, riding on tractors? Yeah, like ride track dr- ride cuz it's a dirt road. So yeah. they f- fuck with the things and while they're putting everything back, whatever these big ass dogs will attack them. But that you know, that's what they call them, hellhounds, all this shit. These headless <laughs> dogs. Wait, wait, hold on. You thought they were riding a fucking tractor? <laughs> it was
1: like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
2: Yeah, but the, they had they had like those stories of like the lechusa had like, "Oh, if you walk like be careful cuz the is going to go out and swoop, you know, swoop, just fucking swoop you from the air and then GG.
0: It's funny though because like there's not even it's not also like a lot of these folktales have to or folklore have to do with particular like grabbing particular victims but also they all have like similar locations like the like the one that you're talking about right now there's also a small like street or whatever that's also known to be haunted back in my parents' hometown. And it's crazy because like whenever they hear like a carreta it's like they're freaking. They call it El Camino del Diablo, over there, and then whenever there's a carreta that they hear it crawling, like freaking, moving down the street, it's all pitchy. It's el Diablo en la carreta otra vez. Carreta is carriage,
2: right? Yeah, it. it's carriage. yeah, yeah.
0: And so like they would hear it first on the road, and back then it was like freaking those, pebbles. Pebble roads. Yeah, yeah. You never hear it. And then they would hear it on top of the roofs, exact same sound, but just what? on top of the roofs. No one would fuck with that and go outside.
2: i matter mad at. I'd be mad as fuck if I'm chilling and I hear a fucking carriage <laughs> on my roof.
1: <laughs> it's called a road <laughs> <laughs> I'll
4: be mad as fuck,
2: dude. You got me fucked up. So that is our episode for the Spanish folklore. I actually had a lot of fun looking into it. Dude, like, this is cool. Like there was a lot of a lot of them that I, there was a there was a lot that I liked a lot. But there was not a lot of info on it. Was just a quick little. This happened and so I couldn't really choose those. All yeah. of a and so I chose the ones that I found the most info on. Mm-hmm. Let's see the one. I know my brother did a lot of work on his. And uh, so this is working all night for this <laughs> one. <too. laughs> but now that the episode's over, I wanted to talk about that. We now have officially have our shirts.
1: <laughs> hey, what? you guys can find them. Uh. You guys
2: can find them on our Instagram. You know. You just can find find what they look like on Twitter at the Weird Eerie Pod or on Instagram or at the Weird History Eerie Tales Pod, and we're not selling them. We're just giving them away. All this it's free. It's free. You heard that, folks? It's free. We're free. not selling them. We're not asking any. We're not asking no money. All we're asking is for two things: for you to comment and rate us on iTunes. And people didn't know this. Like I I, ta- I told a few buddies that you could rate and subscribe to us on if you're listening to the podcast app you could do it through your phones you just go to the podcast app if you've already subscribed to us go to the search button type in the podcast itself and then the menu's gonna and then the menu's gonna pop out and you just go right in review if you could just write in review it doesn't matter if it's one star you say we suck you just want a shirt or you actually like us four or five stars whatever you're still gonna get the shirt all you have to do is do that screenshot it they screenshot it and then screenshot that you've subscribed to it. Uh, screenshot that you've subscribed to one of our to our Twitter or on Instagram. So we're asking for two screenshots, one for your rate and review, and then one of you following us on Instagram or on Twitter. Mm. And send it to our email at the Weird History and Tales. Again, at the Weird History and Tales at gmail.com. So it's at gmail.com. Send us that and send us your size shirt with your address and you'll get
0: it. That's all you have to do.
1: It's easy as one, two,
0: three. That's, that's all you free. have to do. And not to toot our own horn here, these short these shirts look sick as fuck, dude. I, I, I like them a lot, and I want to shout out, you know, sick. to my
2: to my buddy John, who has his own shop. It's, you can find them on Etsy, on eBay. He has a shop called Mad Grinders, um, Mad Hyphen Grinders. You can find them on Amazon, on eBay. And this dude, he he makes shirts for some of the. Biggest bands that I listen to. He makes posters for Venom. Like Venom, the black metal icons, When they come to the States, they contact him for show posters for shirts. He has he's made posters for the satanic ass arch goat. Like he's been around he's seen at the gates and carcass and dismember when they first came to the States in the 90s. He's seen them up close. This dude's this dude's the shit. And I've gone to his house and he has his his man cave is every metalhead's dream. He has posters and Harley Davidsons. And he he does everything. And he did us the favor and, you know, did the shirts. And uh-huh. it was a fucking honor. Just the, the stories he's had, you know, of him hanging out with Venom, hanging out with – he's seen Dark Funeral. He's seen all these bands, but they were just coming up. Bands that I look up to that are some of my favorite bands of all time. He's like, yeah, I remember seeing them in 91, 92, 93. Oh, yeah, I so saw him on the first tour. So I'm over here just fucking fanboying over, you know, every time Dude. I go over and see him. And he sells patches. He makes patches – he makes a lot of of, um, of horror movie patches, in case anyone, like Evil Dead, uh, just, past, just embroidered mm. patches. Mm. $5, all you have to do. Find them on Amazon or on eBay. Mad, un, mad uh, hyphen grinders. That's it. And they're all 5 bucks. And he has Mortician. He has all these dope-ass fucking band patches that you can't really find anywhere else. But he's mm. the one who did our, our shirts. So shout Thanks, out to Sean. him. So shout out to him. Yeah, man. So all you got to do, rate and review us, screenshot us. Screenshot that. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Screenshot that. Send it to our email at at com with your preferred shirt size.
0: And that's it. And what sizes do we have available?
2: We have, for right now, the first batch we have is from small to 2X. I'm making another batch. That's gonna that's gonna go up to the three X, and we're gonna have to go up to four X. So shout out to all my big boys out there. Hey. So we're gonna go up to four X. We're I'm thinking of just getting a few five X's, just because there's people out there who, who, who might want them, or nah. or someone who's nah, tall, nah, or, nah, judge- or you know, or someone who just wants to sleep in a comfy ass shirt. True, Those yeah. batas. So that's it. That's true. all you have to do, and then you'll get a free shirt. And these shirts are real sturdy. I forgot the brand. They're not American Apparel, but they're really good. Hey. <laughs> So do you, do you guys have anything else to add to before we end this episode?
0: Uh, no seas travieso, mijo. Any of these could probably get you. And
2: and again, you can add us on Twitter at the Weird Eerie Pod. Add us on Instagram at the Weird History and Eerie Tales Pod. And join us next week for next week's episode because we're gonna be, we're gonna be talking about all things Satan.